Uh, now I have to ask you this: Is it Brodeur or Brodeur? It's Brodeur. Brodeur. Am I saying right? I, I, that's the proper French way to say it. I think <laughs> French name. Yes, French last name. Uh, and um, uh, so you you used to be in Chicago. Yep. And now where are you? Uh, now I'm in Florida. I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, so how do you like it? Recently, other than uh, the weather, <laughs> uh, I love it. And this summer worked out great though because I got to come back up to Chicago for the summer and enjoyed the the Chicago weather oh, nice. in the summertime, which is the best. That's perfect. And then the winter, I was down there, so it was like I kind of got really lucky this <laughs> this past year. Best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you used to work in Chicago um, at Leviathan. Yep, just down the street. And what did you do there? Uh, I was art director. That's where I started out and kind of worked my way to the art director position, uh, which was awesome. Um, so, I mean, it was it's a small company, so I was everyone does a little bit of everything, though. Um, so, you know, I was a designer, animator, director. A little bit of whatever yeah, they needed, right? You have to. You have to be. Well, let's go all the way back because uh, a lot of people might not know your story. How did you get into um, all this stuff? How did you get into motion graphics? You know, what at what age did you go like I want to want to be playing on computers for a living? Uh, I, you know, it's kind of an interesting story, I guess, because uh, I was like an artist my whole life, drawing, painting, doing more of that kind of traditional art, and uh, and I was a junior in high school, and I went on a snowboarding trip and broke my collarbone. And I was, you know, in an eight-point harness for, like, three months. Oh, wow. And, um, and so, like, you know, I couldn't do any of the sports and stuff that I was usually doing that, that time of year. Uh, like, you know, baseball was just, like, the preseason starting, that whole deal. Yeah. Um, and I really couldn't do anything. So I was watching TV, and I saw an airbrush artist on, like, uh, Discovery Channel, and he was airbrushing, like, flames and stuff on cars. And I was like, oh, man, that looks so cool. And the next day I went out and bought myself an airbrush. And then I was down in my basement every single day, you know, in, in, a, in a sling, just airbrushing because I could do it and no I had way. one hand. And, uh, and I started showing my family and they were, you know, like, you have to continue doing this. This how stuff old, looks how great. How old were you at this point? Uh, I guess I was a junior in high school. So I maybe like 16, I guess. Oh, wow. Something like that. Um, and, and I got great. A great response from it and from that point on I knew that I was going to go to art college when I graduated um, and my aunt she's a graphic designer and I saw she had success in the industry being a graphic designer and I knew I didn't really want to try to make it being a painter or you know a, a, a yep. illustrator I'm not that I'm not good enough um, I just like doing it uh, and so I pursued graphic design and uh, and jumped in and went to Ringland College of Art and Design in, in, in Sarasota, Florida. And um, and I guess it was my, um, I don't know, I think it was my sophomore year I realized that there's a lot about graphic design that I hate it. Um, <laughs> we were doing, like, type layouts for, like, oh, you yeah. know. I remember those. And, and I, I didn't mind doing, like, logos and that kind of stuff and websites, um, but we got into, like, you know, 20 pages of, like... Laying the whole book out. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm so bored. If this is my job, I really don't want to do it. Um, but I learned so much from it, right? I learned everything, the traditional graph design and, and all that. Um, and then my junior year, I took a digital film class and soon realized I wanted to pair 
my graphic design into my film. So I was taking footage and, and I was like trying to put stuff together and then it was kind of a seamless transition into After Effects. Gotcha. And then After Effects, um, everything I wanted to do, I was layering it, you know, in space and making it look like it was 3D and, uh, you know, like 500 layers to have like a 3D type thing. Yep. And, uh, and then I soon realized, dude, you gotta you, you gotta pick up a 3D, 3D package here, <laughs> and uh, and then I picked up cinema. So I don't know. It's kind of the I don't know. I'm getting on a tangent here, but it's no, a it's, it's a long story through the through the whole deal. So um, it's it's obvious from your work you bring a lot of design into what you do. Um, was it was it a, a a lot to kind of transition from 2D kind of flat design and traditional design and and start to work in 3D or was that pretty natural for for you to, to, to start playing in 3D stuff? I feel like it was really natural because I still just started out in 2D for all my 3D projects. You know, because I, I, I would lay it out in Illustrator and design it just as mm. I would any other way. And so, like, the minute it got into 3D, it was like I didn't change my composition or anything like that. It was just whatever looked good in Illustrator, I'm like, it's going to look good with a texture on it and glossy. And, gotcha. And, and so it seemed pretty so easy some, that way. Some people work... Um, in, I find in that kind of more uh, deliberate way where you plan it out and, you, and it's, uh, is, that, is that how you do personal projects as well? So you've been doing a, a daily render uh, and posting it on, um, I know you post it on Instagram. Yep. Um, anywhere else, do you post those on, on your site as well? I've, I post them on my Behance page, but I don't do them, I post those monthly, so... So okay. my Instagram, it's easy to do every, every day, day. And, and for my, like, portfolio site, so for those, once a month. Are you, are you sketching out, and, like, do you have a pretty clear idea of what each day is going to be? Or maybe take us through the process of, of your every days, and do, are you that um, um, kind of plan? Do you plan those out, I guess is what I'm saying? No. I yeah. usually get really stressed about them because, <laughs> because I, I, don't have, I don't have enough time to dedicate to, like, planning them out. Like, I would if I, I was doing a project. Uh, I, I plan it out and I have time and like, you know, just a few days ago, like I try to switch the theme up every month yep. and a few days ago, I, uh, I, I needed to come up with a new theme and I'm, I was just sitting there I'm like, I did one thing and I was like, no, it's like the same exact thing that I did last month pretty yeah. much. And so I just totally scrapped it. Um, but no, I, I kind of wing them every single day. So um, you sit down and... Just go, all right, here's another. So you do it a different theme every month. I noticed the new theme you've been working on is almost like inflatable toys, I guess, or like inflatable beach toys is like maybe the best way I could describe it. Yeah, when I like, because I, I look on, you know, Google or whatever for like references of like inflatable objects, you yeah. know. And, uh, and yeah, so it's like the inflatable pool toys or inflatable yeah, beach exactly. toys. Or, and sometimes I'm just like inflatable fruit and I see what comes up and I'm like, oh, cool. That's like a great reference for me to try to model off of that. So, you're, uh, so you work in the same theme for the month and, uh, and, you're, and you're just you're winging it. You're sitting down like, all right, what's today's going to be? Uh, so you're working uh, a little bit on, on today's. You're working on a, a 3D carrot, yeah. right? Yeah. Playing with it. Um, like got the wrinkly edges and everything. Yeah. And it looks like you were doing uh, sculpting. Yeah. I, I use the sculpting all the time in cinema. It's such an easy transition. Um, I've played with Mudbox. I've played with ZBrush. Um, and they're, they're, all, they're all great. You know, they, I feel like they all do almost the same exact things. Um, so it's just a preference. But for, for the sculpting in cinema, it's just 
so simple just to toggle back and forth. You never leave the program. You're, you're making me want to try it because a lot of the things, uh, at least last month, that you were making looked um, kind of procedural, I guess, is the way I would describe them. Like you had like marbles sunk into all this geometry. And when I talked to you, you say that was all uh, sculpted. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so is, is there... Um, is there uh, is there a reason you do the sculpting even for more of those procedural things? Is it just um, what goes through your uh, process when you're when you're thinking about whether what tools to use, basically? Yeah. Well, I I kind of found out to make stuff look more real, you have to you have to like get better at like the modeling, the details, and it comes from you know the textures as well. So I I decided like I figured that I could do those sunken in spheres with the collision deformer. But what I was missing was it didn't like bulge on the outside of it, you know? And I was like, I really wanted to like, if, if this sunk in to like an object, like it would, it would bulge around it, you know, and not just dent it. Um, it. And, and so, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta do the sculpting. So I came up with a quick little method to put the, attach the spheres with a cloner object and just clone the spheres onto the object. Yep. And then I went in and sculpted and carved them out, you know, pretty much and around it. bulged it and the whole deal. So that's amazing. Yeah. So, um, what, what got you started with the, uh, everyday projects? Uh, a lot of people have been starting these and, um, of course we have people doing yep. his for, for years now. Yeah. It's um, crazy. What, uh, what kind of, who influenced you to, to kind of start to do that stuff? Well, definitely people. I mean, I, I, I don't know anyone that has done an everyday that didn't see his because he's been doing it for so long, yeah. you know? So he's a hundred percent a major inspiration. Um, what I liked about, um, you know, I kind of started doing everydays in a non 3d standpoint at first. And I, uh, started doing photography Oh, yep. and working in the industry. It was based on the idea that I do stuff for clients every single day and I don't have time to do something just for me. And so I said, you know what, every day after work, I'm going to walk out, take a picture, edit it, post it. And, um, and, and that's, that's how it started. And then over the summer, I was like, I love the photography thing, but my true passion is 3D. Why have I been doing the photography? Yeah. I should be doing something fun in 3D. And so that's kind of how I transitioned. So I did the photography thing for... I don't know, almost a year, and then uh, and then prior to that, I was doing it. I was like a, a one drawing a week because I want to be better at drawing again gotcha. and working constantly in three D. So it was drawing, photography, and now it's three D. So I'm like so scrambled on it, but I'm hoping to be consistent and stick with the three D from this point For on. For a while, yeah. yeah. It's, and how long have you been doing the three D one? A uh, hundred days so wow. far. That's amazing. So yeah, last last night was a hundred days straight. Of the 3D. So you were uh, at Leviathan, and then you um, uh, left to teach, right? Yep. You're and now you're teaching in uh, Florida. Yep. Yeah. So what what um, what made you kind of make that decision and and uh, uh, leave art directing and and become more of a teacher? Yeah, I mean, I I, I love working at Leviathan. But uh, it was just time for me to kind of make a transition. And the things that I liked working on the most were my side projects. Yeah. You know, and, and I just wanted to work on those and those alone. And so I was trying to figure out how, how can I do the projects and work on the stuff 
that I really do enjoy working on the most. Um, and the teaching thing kind of was a connection because I always wanted to teach. Uh, I knew that I wanted to teach at Ringling when I was in college. So uh, it, are, it, just, it, it, just, it just lined up perfectly for, for when I was ready to kind of branch out and needed that, needed that, that opening, it was there. So now teaching gives me enough time as well to do my side projects which is what I love doing the most. So that's amazing. Yeah. And, oh, uh, that was not too long ago, right? Yeah. That you made that transition. Yeah, it was uh, about a year ago. It's going well. Yeah. Glad. Oh, it's it's <laughs> it's awesome. It's so it's so much fun. I mean, it's really rewarding teaching and and kind of giving back. I mean, you know, you've been doing it, the same thing. You know, um, just on a different platform. Uh, well, Mike and I were talking uh, just before this, and we talked a little bit about teaching as well. Uh, and kind of why we got into this. Did you have, did you have a teacher uh, that kind of inspired you to become a teacher uh, back in when you were at Ringling? Not really. I, I had teachers that I really liked and mm -hmm. thought were amazing, and I definitely have uh, you know picked off of stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, they did this, and the way they critiqued or how we got into great conceptual conversations. I want to be able to do that too. Um, so yeah, I, I guess in a sense, maybe. Yeah. When you, you know? I, I guess when you're teaching and, um, uh, you know, cause you have your students now, do you have like a, a, a philosophy or a way to teach that you think helps? Cause, uh, what do you teach that you, you teach? I'm a, I'm an animation teacher. So animation teacher. I teach uh, a sophomore first semester. We do after effects second semester. We do cinema 4d oh, awesome. and then I teach a senior class fourth year. Uh, advanced motion techniques okay and and so that I pretty much aid them in their senior thesis for that and like we I'll help them with like more advanced like 3d type stuff yeah exactly and what do you see um, you know there might be people watching that are in the middle of learning and, and always trying to get better and stuff what do you see in, in general is something that maybe people don't um, always realize that they need to, to learn more of um, uh, in your students? Is there maybe something you could share with people listening now that is like something that would help them in their career as far as uh, motion graphics is concerned? Yeah, I mean, I, I always push strong design. I think it's really easy to get wrapped up in a, a technical aspect or uh, design, design and concept. That's it. Just focus on those. I, I see it so so often, especially with students and, and people learning new things is you, you, you find this tool and and the tool being you know uh, 3d software or sculpting or and you get excited about it and then you use it and then you make your project based off the tool when it should be yeah. working the total opposite way it's like no conceptualize it what's your concept now what tool can help you build that concept you know and and i think that's kind of what makes people's stuff start to look similar because they're all basing concept off of Tools. Awesome. The tools, tools are building the concept instead of the concept. I find myself uh, falling in that trap a lot because I, yeah. I like tools. I like new plugins. I like when things happen. And I'm like, well, what can I build with this new tool yeah. that can show it off? And I do that too. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it, it, you're saying, think about the concept. What are you trying to make? What's what's the emotion of it? What's the, like, what, what, what are you trying to build? And then use the correct tools. Yeah, right? exactly. So uh, that, that's what I push, you know. So, uh, Maybe describe um, with, with some of your personal work how you would go through some of that. So uh, let's take the um, 
um, any one of your daily renders or something, is there um, uh, a thought process that you go through uh, in general that that brings you through that entire design process and and um, maybe walk through one of your projects? Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot myself in the foot because I'm gonna realize that I'm actually using the tools to build my concept. <laughs> but uh, but no, uh, I, I don't know. The last month it was. Um, you know, I wanted, I was learning Octane and I wanted to use Octane. Um, but I also wanted to start including the stuff that I had done in my photography. Um, and so I don't know, the concept was, was pretty plain and simple. I want to put 3d objects into these compositions and, and change like the scales, sometimes make it look like it's a massive object, sometimes, you know, real small, um, and so that was that was the concept. I mean, it's my everyday thing. So I I don't have a whole lot of time to put into it. There's no, there's no like crazy conceptual thought. Yeah. And and the more I think about it, I'm like I'm thinking about projects on on my portfolio, and I'm like, actually no, that one I just wanted to play with X particles, <laughs> and I came up with that. Uh, so. Well, it it goes both ways. I I find myself um, kind of using. Uh, a project like that is an excuse to learn tools sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I, I want to learn X particles, so let's let's have an end goal. Because sometimes if you just want to play with X particles, you don't really get to a final render. Yeah. And you don't find those extra buttons. Like there's, you can play with X particles all day and not know that you have to add a texture tag uh, uh, to the, the emitter to see it when you render. Yeah. Because you can just see it in the viewport. Yeah. Things like that where you get to the end and you're like, oh, I... I should probably do a real project with this. Yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. So um, you've been playing with X particles. X particles, Octane. Octane. Um, and how's yeah. the Octane experience go? There's a lot of people asking a lot of questions about Octane. Um, how how did you? Um, uh, I guess the big one is, you were you a Mac or a PC person before? Um, I was a Mac person before. Mac. Yeah. And now you're running Octane. Are you running Octane on a Mac now? No, PC. Did PC. You, uh, how'd that? How'd the transition go? Well, you know, it, the transition happened a, a while ago because uh, I was working on PCs uh, at Leviathan. Okay. And so it kind of hit me then, right out of college. I was like, oh, all the studios don't have brand new Macs everywhere. Yeah. Um, like I was used to at college. Um, and so yeah, the the transition was easy. I I picked it up and you know. I don't have a an opinion You're on fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> on what's better. I just know that I built my PC and then I saved a lot of money because I built the PC and not a Mac version. A lot so. of people are making that decision actually. Yeah. Uh, getting a lot of questions. So yeah. we may have to talk soon and just about the Octane transition in general. Um, and maybe throw it up on the website or something and yeah. kind of figure that out. Yeah, I've got zero bad things to say about it. Um, well, actually, that's not true. Uh, I, they, they need to improve some of their render layers and stuff like that. Okay. Um, what, what did I notice that I was, like, rendering a project, and I was like, oh, man. I, uh, they need, like, a, a, composi they, they're a compositing tag. They've got an object tag, but it just doesn't work. It's not as deep. Like, I wanted to hide something. Uh, mm -hmm. from a reflection or no I don't want this to be seen uh, by a shadow or like that stuff was missing right now but apparently it's going to be in their new release so I was uh, overhearing them at the um, at the Seagraph booth talking about that stuff so, okay yeah cool uh, that's that'd be perfect I, I'm really anxious to play more with it I uh, played with it a little bit at Seagraph um, 
at uh, Capacity Studio. They had nice. me over there, and they, they have just huge um, Alienware boxes, actually, with, like, blue lights sticking out of them. Like, oh, all, the, yeah. all the PC jokes, uh, like, for my entire life are in, in their office. Yes. But they're fast as heck. Yeah. And they got, I think, like, two, two to four GPUs in some of those. Yep, I got four right now. Oh my god! <laughs> I I went overboard like really quick. I just got super psyched about it, and I was like, when I, I was like va- on vacation, I was like, you know what? When I get back to my work machine in Florida, I uh, I I want to just jump into Octane. So while I was on vacation, I ordered four graphics cards <laughs> that were waiting for me, and uh, and then I realized that um, they didn't all fit. Oh, no. <laughs> and and so I, I need to water cool them instead of air cooling them because the fans make it so they don't fit together. So I got two sitting outside right now because the uh, the water blocks aren't available for the cards yet. The That's cards amazing. are too new. Well, so. something I learned um, was that you can actually work on a Mac and then kind of clock in or like network in, I guess, the GPUs in another room on PC. Yeah. And just kind of deal with it that way. Yeah. Um, is that how you're running it, or are you are you native PC at home? Yeah, no, I'm just I just jump right on the PC. It's just easier, gotcha. you know. I think maybe if I bulk up and get multiple machines, then I would be doing probably something like that. Oh, that's um, crazy. But right now, it's just I'm just sitting there working on the PC. All right, we 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 have to do this then. We'll have we'll have to get some uh, sort of like octane only uh, interview up and ready. That would be awesome. That'd be, uh, that'd be I think helpful. We get a lot of questions about it, so. Um, what else, uh, uh, so you, you, uh, do you do any client work anymore, uh, after you left Leviathan? I do. Um, that was like my, my, one of my main things that I thought would be really cool. And what I wanted to do is, t- uh, for teaching, um, you know, cause I'm young for a professor, right? Uh, in my head, I was like, whoa, I can't believe that I'm going to be yeah. teaching and, and, and I feel so young. Like I was thinking I'd be like 40, but I said, you know what, this is so much better because when I was a student, I wanted teachers that like knew information now, not like ten-year-old information. And that's and that's what I that's what I tell my students. I said, you know, I'm not giving you guys ten-year-old information. I'm not even giving you five-year-old information. I'm giving you like three months. I'm working on yeah, it. like right now. <laughs> and uh, and I bring client jobs into to my students, and I show them. I say, like, who wants to see the pitch that oh, I just awesome. did? And they're all psyched about it. And um, and to me, like, and the reason I do it is because I'm like, when I was a student. Like, I would have loved for one of my teachers to bring in real work and show me the, the storyboards and the breakdown and kind of like the behind the scenes at, while it's happening. And then one day come in and be like, who wants to see the final product? So, yeah. Well, and that's uh, how we got talking as well is, you know, uh, I, I still kind of teach the same way we've been doing it for a long time, which is I'll see something cool online or see a commercial and I'll try to figure out how it's, how it's made. Um, but I... I haven't really done client work in a long time. Yeah. And a lot of the questions that people ask me and, and Grayscale Grill in general is, is based on that. They want not just to play with all this stuff, but want to have a career in motion graphics. And I used to be able to talk intelligently about it or as intelligently as I could yeah, about yeah. it because I worked, you know, I worked in the industry and I knew the process. And as the years kind of uh, went away from that, uh, it's been a long time since I've had a client and we talked and we got you involved, and you'll be doing some more tutorials on the site. Actually, coming up, I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Can't and we've wait. been talking about that because you are you are in the industry. You're um, working on real clients. You're and and 
and also teaching. So yeah. you, I think you'll be a, a natural fit in uh, Grayscale Gorilla and being able to actually um, bring current client uh, questions out, yeah. right? Um, so the, the, the question I get all the time, maybe I can uh, get some info from you for everybody that's watching is people are deciding whether they want to like get a full-time job or go freelance. And I, uh, it sounds like you've done a little bit of both. Yeah. Maybe you could talk about the pros and cons of each of those a little bit and yeah, maybe yeah. give some advice, uh, to the people out there that want to have a, a job in this stuff, have a career in motion graphics. What would you recommend for somebody, um, getting started? I mean, I, it's really based on like your personality too. I, I feel like there's some people that just, uh, wouldn't be good at freelancing, but I think majority um, uh, of motion designers, I like really push freelance anymore. Um, you get to work in at so many different studios, you know, uh, you make so many more connections and mm -hmm. you get to travel, you get to choose more of what jobs you're working on. Um, you get paid more too. Uh, so uh, freelancing than you would full time, you know, and, and there's, there's pros and cons right now. You got to pay for your own health insurance and there's no 401k yeah. um that stuff that you would get if you had a full-time gig um uh you know I, I don't know i think it's really what you're, you're shooting for you know i don't think i would have been able to become an art director as quickly as i did mm -hmm. if i was a freelancer um that's kind of something that i was able to con consistently chop at because i was at a studio full-time so you know, if is that important to you? I yeah. don't know if it is, then maybe you, you full-time and, and work yourself to a certain level and then go freelance. It seems like that. Um, that's always what I've tried to say is uh, get the full-time job early yeah. first and kind of learn the process and, and be able to mess up and learn without screwing a client over, yeah, yeah, you know, and, yeah. then, and then go freelance uh, after you kind of see how it's done and the language of it. Like learn, it's almost like the business side that you have to learn a little bit about. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like I, I feel like it's a little intimidating to get right out of school or start in the industry and go freelance because yeah. you're like, is anyone gonna hire me? Like, and then you get one job, and then after that goes, you're like, is anyone else like? Is there? We're, there's got to be some sort of consistency here, yeah. um, and and there's so much like nicer when you're like, I got a full time job. I don't have to worry about getting gigs and, and, and then it's easy to become a freelancer. I think when you have a portfolio built up and a producer sure. can like look at your portfolio of a bunch of real work and be like, Oh yeah, he could totally work on this project with us. Let's bring him in. So, yeah. So you, um, and how long were you full time? Uh, four years I was full time, but when I was there, Leviathan was really cool. Um, uh, they allowed me to take on freelance work at the same time. So, Every single job I've had, I've, I've been working two jobs or three jobs simultaneously. Oh, really? Doing freelance uh, and full-time? Yep. So uh, so I would cool. leave Leviathan at night and go home and go work on another client job. Oh, wow. That's amazing. And uh, and I did that for so long. And then and I burned myself out, right? So after like, I think my, my max was like five months straight of doing it. Oh, and geez. it was brutal. And, and then afterwards, I'm like, I'm not taking any more for at least a year and I do the same thing now like I, I just did it to myself and I'm like I'm not taking any <laughs> not more again. on for a while after this so uh, so I guess thinking about um, 
taking on jobs and deciding which ones to say yes and no to. Do you have a do you have a way to to decide what projects you're as a freelancer going to say yes to and and no to? Yeah, I feel like I've I've got it too easy right now because um, I don't need them, and yeah. I think that's the strongest. Like you're powerful when you don't really need the projects, you know. And, and so I can pick and choose uh, where, like, if I was full time freelancing, I would I would probably be saying yes because you're to teaching. almost everything. You're teaching, but and you I have... have the full time thing, yeah. so I have that stability. And so when a, a job comes in that I'm like. Eh, it sounds pretty boring. I can just say I can just pass it up and wait for the cool one to come in. Um, yeah. And, and I always I, one of the cool things about side projects too uh, related to freelancing. Um, I, so many clients look at my side projects. I've never had a client contact me and say, "Hey, the stars power title sequence you did. We love it. Uh, can you work on this for us?" It's never happened. They're like, "Hey, you knew that." Uh, organic geometry particle thing you did that's so cool hey can you make us this end tag and it's like it, it they're non-related at all they just this that's what they're you. they got excited about um and, and so i'm like i always push those side projects i'm like because those are the things that clients are obviously looking at on my site yeah. and hiring me for other stuff so yeah wow i, I mean it all comes back to personal projects again and yeah. making your own stuff yeah um that uh, I mean, that's 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 kind of where the five second projects and all the stuff that we've done um, came from was that idea of like making sure that you're not just making a logo for someone else, exactly, right? And you're making something that is what you want to do. And there's and it's going to be so much more creative, you know, because a client job, you know, how many times have you gotten a client job and it mm -hmm. starts out, and it's awesome, and you're super excited, like yes, I got this. It looks great. I can't wait to work on this. And then all of a sudden, slowly and sure, the client like strips something away, and you're like, ah, bummer. Okay, whatever. It's still cool. Yep. It's still cool. And then they strip something else away, and you're like, and they strip, strip. And all of a sudden, you're like looking, and you're like, this isn't even my project anymore. This isn't even fun to work on anymore. Even, so, it doesn't even look good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that's one of the reasons that the side projects and the, and, and the five-second projects and the daily renders yep. um, are – so get such good feedback is because you are getting to be a hundred percent creative from your mind without someone telling you no take away take that away because it's yeah. too cool and you get to start over every day too what yep. i like that about the the daily projects is it's not um it's not like a music video you're working on for six months I can't. even if it's a personal thing yeah it's like you gotta at a certain point you gotta get it out and then get the next one going. Yeah, yeah. I can't I, I can't do those kind of long projects. They're either. just not for me. I'm so scattered. Um, or not scattered. Yeah, scatters the word. Because <laughs> I'm doing it right <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, it's uh, when I'm on like a six month long project, I'm like, oh, come on, something cool, something else cool come in the door. So they'll they'll, they'll take me off of that and put me on something else put at this point. One. Um, cause I, I see stuff and I'm like, okay, I, I want to change this up. Like, I'm like, okay, octane now. Okay. This, okay. This, like, I want to jump around all the time and, and, and the daily projects allow me allow to, you to play with new yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's important. Um, so the, uh, the theme now with the inflatable, uh, 
uh, stuff. You're doing, you're even doing like the wrinkled edges and all the all the cool blow up stuff. Yeah. Uh, is that all octane that I've been seeing? Um, all the renders for it have been octane for for my inflatable series. Yeah. Oh my god. And and uh, and just recently, I, I I was like, okay, there, like there's different types of plastic, right? There's like the plastic. Uh, inflatable plastic that you is, you can't see through, and then there's that inflatable plastic that's that you can. It's like transparent ish. A little bit. And so I just started messing with that a little bit. I'll probably do that for today's render. Um, little little transparency in there, a little subsurface going on. Um, but yeah, I, I go in and it's all those little details like that you saw, like this sculpting of the the seams where they melt the plastic together and yep. and you know how like bends when you inflate it like there if there's creases that happen in there mm -hmm. so like adding all that stuff in like seals the deal on making it look like that a lot more realistic yeah so uh a lot of motion graphics artists and people that do this for a living kind of have a, a second thing they're usually into you say photography um can you think of something from your your non motion graphics life that you bring in to your motion graphics that kind of makes uh, that that informs maybe what you do every day. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess, I mean, you just said it. It was my photography, I, and I just like taking pictures. You know, uh, I'll be walking with my fiance somewhere, and all of a sudden she turns around, and I'm like thirty feet behind her taking this weird picture, and she gets so annoyed at me, and she's like, "Come on, like hang out, like what are you doing back there?" And and you know, here I am, like up close on something or getting down low in the street. So uh, uh, I bring that in, right? And I was doing the compositing yep. with the 3D and the photography. Uh, I really love just kind of exploring uh, wherever I'm at. Um, and so like, I love just walking around the city and kind of getting lost more or less. Like I go down all the alleyways, um, find stuff under bridges, wherever. Uh, and then you find like really cool locations that way and I take pictures. Yep. And, uh, and so I, then I try to bring that in. That's so. amazing. Uh, the work's been incredible. Uh, I, I have to thank you for reaching out uh, like you did and, and talking uh, talking to us, you know, when you moved and started teaching and, and uh, kind of reaching out and saying, how can I help with Grayscale Gorilla? And we're like, well, oh, this is actually perfect. So yeah. I'm excited just as a, a, as a fan of your work for, for a, a, we've had your work on Grayscale Gorilla before. We had the transmute yeah. uh, piece yeah. that you did. Yeah. And uh, I'm just excited as heck to have you around and, and bring uh, I what I think is a, a different approach to to motion graphics a different approach to teaching than what i've done with the site for for so long uh it's, i'm excited to see your stuff out there well so. i i feel like the opposite i'm like super humbled i'm like so excited to be here and and to work with you i feel i feel like i told you this from like when i started learning cinema i was like watching your stuff you know and you you only had a couple tutorials in cinema out at that time um but like you were it that was that was the place to go to try to learn anything because there's no other there's like no other options out there yep. um so on the flip side I, re I remember like coming out here i i talked to you i, I think you just left digital kitchen yeah and i was like hey nick uh and i was in college and i was like hey nick um i'm, I'm i want to move to chicago after college uh, I've really loved Digital Kitchen's work. Could you recommend any other studios in the city? And you're like, yeah, uh, Digital Kitchen's uh, got some really cool work. Uh, Optimus and uh, and Lift Motion. 
Oh yeah. And, yep. and, and so like I, I'm like I've been talking to you forever, and like this I've been like wanting to jump in the grayscale gorilla for so long. So this happening, I'm like, I feel the other way. I'm like very flattered that you guys want me and what would I have and stuff. So well, we're excited to have you. Just uh, maybe this is inside baseball, but the the way the site has kind of grown has been um, uh, kind of organic in the way that we try to do more tutorials and now Chris is doing stuff for, for years and it's really not been planned it's been just kind of accidental um, but now thinking about like what you can bring and and really um, kind of teach a different way because I believe having different teachers having different ways of learning maybe the same stuff maybe different stuff uh, actually gets people thinking in different ways yeah, yeah and you know i've i've done my shiny spheres all i can yeah i um, love I, we love them everybody <laughs> loves them but you know, and i'll continue to do those i'm really excited to have you and, and see um kind of what you how you approach motion graphics and how you uh how you teach and and your method and and uh and also bringing your design stuff into it. it'll be really cool so. yeah well I, i'm i'm excited about that too because um you know like i said i i didn't no one taught me how to do cinema it's all like self-taught yeah. so i can't wait to like show people and say hey like i'm not an expert in this but like i just figured it out and like there's probably a lot of people that are in the same position so you know, let's just jump in and, and, and make this and let's let's model this. I, like, I'm not a modeler, right? But I, I've i been practicing it recently, just mm -hmm. like simple box modeling. Yeah. It's like, okay, I may as well share that now because it's something that I didn't really see uh, that many like, tutorials. And I didn't watch a tutorial to model. I just, I just understand learned. the concept of it. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll figure this out and make a nice little model. So See, that's why we need you. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't do it. I mean, I'm going to play with the sculpting stuff though, because it's uh, so much fun. That looked really cool. It just takes, the, it takes it to the next level. Like, and that was my way into wanting to model because I don't like modeling, mm -hmm. but the sculpting, I'm like, Oh man, like I could just do this brush here and this looks cool and it's not hard. Yeah. You know, I don't have to worry about my UVs and all like I just didn't care at least and 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 just like do really cool details with the sculpting. I'm like sculpting is awesome. Oh man. All right, I'm I'm playing with it. You got me hooked. Well, yeah. we're excited to have you. Uh look for uh some tutorial now I'm breaking the the third wall here. Breaking the fourth wall. Yes. Look for uh <laughs> tutorials. <laughs> coming soon uh, we're excited to have you and uh, we gotta actually get ready for half res yes so Let's thanks do for it. coming all thanks right, for coming it, all the way yes. in from Florida and uh, we'll hopefully see you on the site more and more heck yeah thanks buddy let's do it bye bye see ya